Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Two White Chicks in China podcast. This is episode one hundred and forty-three. Once again, I feel like I'm getting back onto my bicycle after a long absence, <laughs> because once again we have had a lot of obstacles obstructing the show. Which this time it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, we even you and I we haven't we 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 haven't、uh, caught up in a long time and. Yeah, hopefully we can get back on it. <laughs> This is the longest that I've been apart from you, Holly, for like seven、yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy when you think about that. So I'm still in the United States, and Holly is still in China. We are separated by law. <laughs> yeah, and it's been five months. Is that right? Oh God,、yeah. no, not that long yet. Not、Maybe by the time this、though. episode is aired, yeah. Well, we came. <laughs> well, we、yeah. came at the end of January. It's so yeah. I guess it's been four months, almost four months. <laughs> almost yeah, four months. Okay. Well, it feels like a lot longer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so、um, shall we? Shall we jump in?、Um, I guess, as always, we just want to thank everyone for sticking with us.、Um, we know that our episodes have not gone out on a regular basis as we hoped, and、um, but just thank you for people who are still out there listening, who are supporting and supporting us on Patreon, and still just sending us messages here and there. Like it's it's really nice, and we hope everyone's staying safe out there. Nora, do you have、um, a fact for us this week? I do, and I also want to ditto your feelings and、um, just mention、mm-hmm. that even if your plans to Travel to China are now on hold. You can use this time to learn from the experience of Holly and Dora, so that you're better prepared when it is time to travel overseas. So, Nora, do you have a fact about China for us, please? I do, and I have to admit that it's centered around Taobao once again. Great, <laughs> we love a bit of Taobao. <laughs> We sure do. So I just have some quick and dirty statistics for you, just to boggle your mind about Taobao, which is China's equivalent of Amazon, except way better. <laughs> The number of Taobao daily active users is two hundred and ninety-nine million people. That's daily active users.、Um, wow. And in two thousand nineteen. Taobao sales accounted for eight hundred and fifty-three billion U.S. dollars. It's unreal. That's, cra- that's crazy. <laughs> It is crazy. I also liked this statistic about the average amount spent by Alibaba passport users. So Alibaba is a way to link your bank account to your Taobao account. So you, it's really easy to buy stuff on Taobao. So they have the statistics for. Those users, their average amount spent in the year was forty-five thousand U.S. dollars. <laughs>、hmm. Average. 
who are these people? Oh, so an average customer is spending that much, 45,000 US dollars? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Wow. Isn't that nuts? I mean, I know that there are definitely some customers that are on, you know, the very high end of it who are spending yes. way more, who are probably dragging. I'd actually be more curious about the median rather than the mean here because I think there's probably a lot of outliers. But still, either way, $45,000 as an average. I'm just thinking, you know, back in when I first came to China, this was impossible. And now, wow, it's unbelievable. Well, we we always love a bit of uh, some stats from Taobao. So that's uh, that's Yeah, I have one more though. Oh, you have one more. You have ooh, okay. And this is the last <laughs> <Sorry>. one. <laughs> okay. So, the average number of times a a day that a Taobao user opens the mobile app, do you have a guess what it is? Oh, I would say um I'm going to say 20. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, it's less than that. <laughs> It's seven times, but that's, but that's like every single user. That's like not just daily active users. That's like anybody who's downloaded the app, the Uh average amount of times per day that they open it is seven times, which I think is, wow. I mean, because there's got to be some people out there who haven't opened the app for months. So then there must be other people out there who are opening it like, I mean, 20 times a day on average would be crazy, but there must be people who are doing it even more than that. Well, I know from my own experience, if I've bought some things and I'm waiting for them to arrive, I check that app so many times. Like I should probably (laughs) check my, you know, my uh, phone keeps track of what I do during the day and during the week and the apps that I'm using too often. I bet Taobao is quite high up there. I mean, not all the time, but if I'm buying stuff, I spend far too much time on the app. For sure. I've definitely put the app into a folder so that it's not on my home screen anymore. (laughs) Otherwise, I was just like, because their algorithm is, again, like so good. It just, they refine it and refine it. They know what you want. (laughs) So I was buying so much stuff that I didn't need to buy just because when you open the app, it's just like a magic portal. And things are so cheap. So it's like, oh, what's 20 quai? Oh, what's 50 quai? And it just really adds up. It adds up to $45,000 a year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you, As you say, if it knows exactly what you want. And if you look at a nice dress, it's going to show you 20 more nice dresses. So it's tricky. <laughs> so Holly, do you have a news article for us of interest this week? Yeah, I do. Um, we've had a lot of these, but do you remember all these like fitness so-called fitness challenges that Chinese women have done in the past in China, measuring certain... So, for example, there was one, it was the A4 paper waist. So you put the A4 paper vertically and your waist needs to be the same size as the A4 paper, a piece of paper. And there was one wrapping a 100 yuan note around your wrist we had the 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 coin collarbone like how many coins could you could you keep in your collarbone there's been so many the gra- the the back around the back belly button grab that was a pretty good one this one is 
a little strange and I because we're all, a lot of a lot of people are using like wireless headphones now I was quite surprised that this this is being a trend so this is um, using your uh, headphones like wired headphones you should be able to tie them around your waist oh well that's really gonna differ I feel like depending on what yeah. brand of headphones you buy I would imagine so yeah it was called the Headphone Wire Waste Challenge, and um, the hashtag the hashtag on Weibo received seventy six million views and uh, quite a lot of sub- quite a lot of submissions. But as you said, it's like it depend it totally depends on the kind you're using. And there is a picture on the- in the article that we will link to in our show notes. Uh, one woman uses like a. Um, uh, like a mains adapter so, so instead you know like you plug it into the wall and you can plug multiple devices in she's she has this round her waist she just had airpods you want to do it i'm tempted yeah i i wouldn't dare right now i'm still struggling to get rid of my staycation weight so <laughs> i wouldn't want to try it i'm still on it i'm still on it and my mom knows how to cook brownies let me tell you oh yeah yeah, I bet your mom's cooking is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's very heavy, like most American homes, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, I bet. So shall we move on to today's topic? Yes, let's do that. Yeah, we've got um, a voice. We had a voicemail message from uh, William. So let's let's just listen to uh, let's listen to his question. <laughs> ladies uh this is william and uh i have a chinese fiance and no i did not meet on a chinese dating website sorry i'm driving i'm going over bumps but uh uh we met through work believe it or not and uh so anyway we are engaged and i'm going through the visa process to get her here but my question is is for a foreign man to marry a chinese woman in our case, we're going to get married in America, but we want to have some type of ceremony in China. And so I guess how common is that? And what is the process of a Chinese wedding, either with a foreigner or just a normal Chinese wedding? Because I know the wedding pictures are a big deal there. Anyway, I've been to China twice, uh, love it there. Uh, I wish I could move there, but my career just won't let me. But uh, anyway, love the podcast and keep it up, girls. You're doing a great job. Bye. Okay, that's a that's a great question and uh, congratulations, William, uh, on your engagement. Before we before we address the question, if you've got something you want to ask us, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. We'd like to hear the questions, of course, if you've got if you want to just send us a, a comment on written Chinese or drop us an email, that's that's cool too. But we do like to hear the hear the questions from the voice of the person. Plus, you get to be on the show. But yeah, it is nice to hear. We feel like we're actually directly answering your question. So thank you, William, for sending that in. So Nora, have you ever been to a wedding in China before? You know what? I haven't. I don't know if it's just because... All my friends are older, but I've actually never been to one. Yeah, I I've only been to uh to one, and that was actually quite recently. 
but it was between it wasn't um obviously william is asking if it's different marrying a chinese woman or this was uh, two Chinese people who were married. So the, the wedding I went to, it was like a, a, a Western and Chinese combo. So was it more of a dinner or what was the main event? So it was really interesting. For me, the main event was was like the meeting of the, the bride and the, the groom. So what happened was we went to, uh, we went to the bride's home. Uh, at about like two o'clock in the morning oh so that's when it all kicked off yeah it was really really interesting so the bride was there with all her bridesmaids interesting fact the bridesmaids have to be all unmarried and younger than the bride according to i think this is a Specific to Guangdong province, all the, you know, the different provinces have all their own different customs. So she was there with all her bridesmaids and the groom and his groomsmen arrived and they basically had to fight their way in to <laughs> the apartment by completing different tasks that the the bridesmaids had had set up for them. Some of them were just like silly games. One of them was like they had to find her shoes so that he could take her. They were going to go and have some sort of ceremony and then go to his family. But first he needed to find her shoes. Um, <laughs> but there were lots of... It was it was actually really nice being part of that kind of uh, event. Uh, it was nice to be part of it. It sounds like it was a really lively and fun. Yeah, it was. All the family was there. Like, all the, f- the family were there. Like, bride's family. And, yeah, there was lots of excitement. And, yeah, it was it was really nice. But it was... That was probably, for me, like, the more exciting part of the, the, the wedding. Because the dinner was the next evening. And we... I think the dinner was, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> And that was it. We we sat down, we ate, and we left. So this started at 2 in the morning, and then when did that part yeah. of it finish? By the time they'd gone through all the different ceremonies, we all had breakfast together at about 5 o'clock. Oh, wow. And then they, they, they went together to, the, to, to have another, like, to have a ceremony and then to visit the, the groom, the groom's parents. Uh, that, yeah, that was about 5 or 6 o'clock. Then we went back to our hotel got some rest and then i i don't know if other things had happened during the day um but yeah then we we saw we i think we had the dinner at maybe six or seven o'clock but it was done and dusted by eight thirty. <laughs> oh my gosh so like typical yeah. chinese ending things so punctually yes pretty much um uh, but this day um I remember it was, they told me it was actually like quite an auspicious day. And the the town where they had the wedding, their hometown, the, we must have seen on the way in all the different like hotels around the town, we must have seen about 40 or 50 weddings going on, <gasps> even in this, no this hotel. Yeah, yeah. In this hotel that they had their wedding, they they would it was in um you know like you had a time slot i think that was why it was such a problem like you had like such a short time there was there would be multiple uh dinners in in that one room over the course of the night 
you know, I saw maybe at least 10 uh, ten brides outside this hotel. It's like it was like a catwalk. They have the red carpet, <laughs> and all the brides are outside with the and the groom, of course. And they all do pictures, and it's uh, it's very surreal, to be honest. I've never experienced anything like it before. So they must have paid top dollar to get that time slot then, because that sounds like an appropriate time to eat. Mm-hmm. But there must have been some people who were coming in at like four thirty in the afternoon and finishing at six. I imagine so, yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So how many people were at the bride's house and was it only female guests or was it just like the bride's family, both male and female? Yeah, it was both. Yeah, it was the bride's family. Um, it was a mix. It was it was everyone, her brothers and ch- the kids. And um, there was probably eventually, like, because people were going in and out. It was quite relaxed, actually. Mm-hmm. There was probably maybe between 20, 25-ish. Um, not, not a massive amount, but enough to have, like, a, a, good, a good feeling, I guess. It was like a small party. So you were there with your husband, right? Yep, I was. Okay. And then were you guys the only non-Chinese people there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we we were the only ones at both uh, both that event and the uh and the dinner. Um and there was certainly towards the end of the dinner there was some uh you know jostling to get pictures with us which was super awkward but we just had to go with it there was there was a couple of like red red red-faced uncles grabbing us trying to get us into pictures and that kind of thing i'm sure it's an experience you'll never forget <laughs> yeah but actually it was quite um it was unfortunate that this day so you um we've talked about it before how often when there are holidays when we, when we get holidays, we have to do makeup days, and unfortunately, this day was a makeup day. But they they at la- like it was a last minute thing. Like they didn't know they'd chosen this day and probably had the date. Um, you know, since it was such an important day, they'd probably booked the hotel months and months in advance, maybe even a year. Mm. And um, so actually, the turnout was not as you know the unfortunately the the um the room the hall where they had the dinner it was maybe only half full so a lot of family and friends were not able to be there so I think that may have been why it was slightly more toned down Mm. like there wasn't a lot of uh you know I was expecting (laughs) there was maybe going to be a few more uh drunken escapades but it was actually (laughs) like really really not at all (laughs) Were people drinking then that night before, like when it started at 2 a.m., were people drinking then or did they only drink at the uh, part at the dinner the next day? I think we drank a little bit uh, at the 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 like the more like the morning event as well. Actually, I can't remember, but there then wasn't a lot of drinking drank both times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably right. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, I was quite surprised at how, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't more, uh, drunk, you know, drunken, you know, cheekiness, but it was, it was fine. It was good. <laughs> so did they like, cause you guys were the token foreigners then, did they have you participate <laughs> in any way? No, just Like, did you for, hide you the know, shoes? For, for, no, 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 no. Just for, just for photos and stuff. Actually, 
I think with us being older, I, I think it was probably maybe not something that we could get involved with. It was mainly the the bridesmaids and the groomsmen that were doing these like activities. Yeah, but we were just to be honest, it was just cool to just experience it. I uh, I'm I'm almost relieved we were not really <laughs> involved. I was a bit worried when I I. I knew that there was going to be some sort of games and I thought oh no like <laughs> what's gonna happen here so did you understand much of what was going on because was it in Cantonese yeah a little bit uh yeah I mean you could tell from, you could just tell from the you know the the context there was it, it, it wasn't it didn't really uh it didn't really matter that we couldn't understand the Cantonese but they did a lot of like the family uh, made efforts to speak with us, but uh, using Mandarin. So it was it was nice. We were not left out at all. One, and this sounds so silly, but one of the biggest things that I was surprised about was that no one got dressed up for the dinner. Everyone was it. Were everyone arrived in like their shorts and a t-shirt and flip flops? Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> there was like no formality. My husband and I were dressed up to the nines, thinking like. <laughs> This is, you know, this is what people do. We felt we we felt like ridiculous. Like we should have just gone in our in our casual gear. Oh my gosh, that's so <sighs> funny. I wonder if yeah. that's standard everywhere, or if that's because I feel like I've seen photos of these have, extravagant dinners. Yes. Like I can't imagine sitting there and eating lobster, you know, because they like to pour a lot of money into the dinner and then be sitting there yeah. in like flip flops. I know. Uh, I've seen pictures of other people, of like other weddings here too, that were definitely, people were definitely dressed up. But I don't know. I, it would, I mean, at the same time, it was nice, like it was nice that everyone was just like, they were just themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I wish someone had kind of mentioned it to us because I, in fact, I think we had, I'd asked um, uh, my husband to ask uh, Pixie, that's the, the bride whether you know how we should dress and she'd said like you know to dress up so <laughs> i don't know maybe no one else got the memo <laughs> or maybe they just wanted you to look extra shiny to show you off in front of the uh, family maybe, maybe. yeah <laughs> could have been <laughs> yeah. well you you definitely know more about these weddings than i have i mean after all these years i've been to more funerals than weddings which is i guess shows my age oh. But um, <laughs> but uh, uh, other than the dinner, as far as I understand it, other than the dinner kind of being, in general, the main event. Um, yes. The only other things that I know really about are the red packets that you have to give red packets full of cash. Yeah. Which yep. did you do that? Yes. Yes, we did. What we did was um, on the way into the dinner. We you had to like sign sign a book and give the hongbao to I don't know whoever was responsible for it and then we were like thanked later on. That's when we did they they had like photos. Oh, one of the big one of the things that amused me most was that there was a catwalk down the center of the hall <laughs> uh, of the dining room. And then, like a platform where every like where the where everyone would stand like for photos or and there was an MC who played the saxophone. <laughs> this guy, he had this like a awesome. really jazzy suit. Yeah, he had a really jazzy suit, and he sang and he played the saxophone. It was great. 
Well, maybe if you have the time and energy, you can dig up a few of those clips and pop them on the show notes so that we can see what this wedding was all about. Yeah, I'll have to see. I have to see if um, I I think we I think we've got some stuff. I'll have a I'll I'll have a look. Yeah, actually, we we've got an article that I wrote a long long time ago <laughs> on written Chinese that talks about some of the Chinese customs. Um, as we as I said before, they're all like it depends on the the province uh, and even probably down to like cities um uh, but it gives it might give people an idea of what the general uh the general customs are and the procedures that most people follow these days and there's a, there's stuff about traditional chinese weddings from the past as well which is really interesting where that people would use like uh um, they would go to a woman who would like pre- predict the future, like a matchmaker. It's it's, inter- it's quite an interesting idea. So, if the listeners want to find that article, what keywords mm. should they search for on writtenchinese.com? They can just search for wedding, and it sh- it'll pop up. There's only the one, but I'll also put the link in our show notes. That'll be at uh, writtenchinese.com/episode143. In fact, you can just I guess wherever you're listening. The, you can just um, open up the, the notes in your, on your app and just click on the link. I will, I'll make it clear. Well, considering I had a total lack of experience for weddings in China and I still wanted to give William a little bit of a taste for what his wedding may look like, I rounded up our old buddy Chris, who if you've been a longtime yeah. listener, you've heard his voice before. We've had him on the show. He's from Australia which won't be at all obvious from his accent when he starts talking, but (laughs) (laughs) he married a Chinese woman and I asked him to share his experience and this is what he said. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, For my wedding to my wife, uh, we opted mostly for a very Western-style wedding. We had it in my parents' backyard in Australia, so for the most part, it was a fairly traditional, well, a more modern approach to uh, weddings. It was less than 40 people. It was outside. Um, so it's somewhat a very Australian approach. However, um, it was on Chinese New Year's Eve, so we did want to incorporate um, some Chinese iconography into it. And because we were, we were returning to China within a few days of the wedding, we wanted to think about how we could pretty much ensure that people would give us cash instead of gifts. So one of the things that uh, my parents organized were some Chinese lanterns to hang around the front entrance so that to represent Chinese New Year's Eve. And they incorporated a few uh, other bits and pieces. So we brought in uh, some traditional Chinese parasols and some Chinese fans just to keep people cool during the afternoon. Uh, it had There was enormous potential for the day to be quite warm, uh, but it cooled down quite nicely as the sea breeze came into Perth during the day. So it was a lovely cool day and those, both the uh, paper parasols and the wooden fans proved to be p- quite popular with people. Uh, we'd also ordered some beautiful Hongbao envelopes for people to put their uh, to put their their gifts in, and we had a lot of feedback from people afterwards saying that these were really great, 
um, and the fact that people were told just to bring cash, don't worry about gifts, uh, was received extremely well. So they were very happy to have that. And so what people tended to do was they would put in uh, cash and they would put their cards in there as well. So we know who had given what. Um, fortunately, I had a couple of friends come in from China as well as my in-laws. And so they could tell people that they could write their messages on the backs of the uh, of the card of the Hongba envelopes as well. So it wasn't a clearly um, it wasn't clear one way or the other. Um, well, I should say it was clearly more a Western wedding, but we incorporated some Chinese elements into it. Um, certainly, in terms of food, we it was more traditional. Uh, a traditional Western uh, wedding, um, but we did what we could and we enjoyed it enormously. Uh, the other thing I would say, I could say is that we uh, incorporated uh, for our wedding song, we incorporated uh, the moon represents my heart. We I mixed that with Ed Sheeran's um, thinking out loud. Uh, I organised a mashup of that as our wedding song. And that was very well represented. So, uh, yeah, overall, it was a uh, it was a lovely night. Uh, we had some lovely photos, some lovely food, and some lovely times. And yeah, overall, it's been good. Um, and I hope everyone um, enjoys at least my feedback, uh, or at least my what I what my experience of our not so traditional wedding. Thank you very much. So it sounds like he lucked out with the weather. Yeah, it sounds like he had a really nice time. Actually, I saw some pictures. Did you see pictures from their wedding? No, I haven't. Are they on his Instagram? They may be, but I actually saw them on WeChat. Um, yeah, maybe we can maybe we can ask him if he if he would share us something because it looked it was really nice and and hearing the way they try to bring in both cultures you can see that from the photos as well I, i'm pretty sure his wife wore like a traditional style dress at least her mother did i, I think it's really great that they had it on Chinese New Year too. It must have felt like a very special moment. Yeah, it does. It ma- it makes it makes it makes it more special, doesn't it? And bringing in the 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 lanterns and that kind of thing. And the song, I actually really loved the the idea of that of of mixing those two songs together. I wonder what that sounded like. We should try to get him to send us the song and put that on the show notes too because it sound it does sound cool. I also liked the incorp like how they incorporated the paper parasols and the wooden fans. It sounded like a really nice wedding. So we so I guess William he's going to be married in the US, right? But he's going to have a ceremony in China. And one of the interesting things about chi- like Chinese weddings or having a wedding in China is like the photos beforehand. Mm. Uh, have you have you seen any of those like photo shoots? Um, I've seen a couple. One summer, or it may have even been before summer. Uh, I I went to the beach uh, in Shenzhen, and the whole shoreline was just full of men and women in dresses and suits having their photos taken. It was insane. There must have been like twenty couples. <laughs> just having their pre-wedding photos taken. It's a really interesting concept. They just like hire out their gear to have their 
photos taken. Right. Like they don't buy the dress. They just rent several dresses and then they use them for the photo shoots. And there's a lot of costume changes. And I kind of miss, though, that because I feel like now today in China, those photo shoots are becoming really spectacular. I mean, they're going to these extreme places and they are the wardrobe is like really luxury. But I kind of miss the kitschy, like hilariousness of how the photos used to be just like super staged. People didn't put a lot of money into it or into the backdrop. And it was just, in a, in a way, charming by its own, like, kitschiness. <laughs> and I kind of enjoyed that. But now, the photo sessions seem to be heading in a very, like, glitzy, stylish direction. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them, a lot of couples seem to do, like, multiple photo shoots. Like, they'll go to different locations and actually uh when the the wedding that we went to their photos were actually quite cute even though you know it's all been staged i you know i enjoyed watching them they had the the photos on tvs around the room so that <laughs> the everyone could could look at them they were quite they were tasteful because i'm sure because as well like the the dress thing kind of amazes me here and they often in those wedding photos they might have a couple with the big big dress and just to go back to the wedding that I went to for the dinner all of the women had the big huge dress with the all the petticoats and all the all the I don't know what not glitter but just you know what I mean right those big like white dresses so you mean that, uh, so the bride and the bridesmaids were wearing yeah. that at the wedding? The bride, not the bridesmaids. I mean, they had their own dresses, but Pixie, the bride, our bride, <laughs> our bride, uh, she went through, she maybe cha- got changed maybe four times, but <gasps> wow. I think that, yeah, but I think sometimes it's even more than that. And one of them was the big white dress, like the... I don't want to call it traditional, but it just makes me think of the 80s. <laughs> See, I kind of <laughs> like that because, you know, I mean, when you were shopping for your wedding dress, I'm sure you kind of yeah. like thought about different, you have an idea what you want, but there's probably like a couple different ways you would want to go. So it's kind of nice to have the option yes. not to find the the quote unquote dress, you know, the dress. It's kind of uh-huh. nice to be like, okay, this is a good one, this is a good one, and try on different styles, and then yeah. people can see you in all different styles. So then the bride and the groom were all dressed up, but then still pretty much everybody else was in their flip-flops and shorts <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, The I think the bride's mom, um, the bride's mom maybe, like, I think she had on, like, a dress, but no, just it was just those guys and us sticking out like uh, saw thumbs i'd be so curious to to see what the bride's parents of chris's wedding were thinking about the ceremony in australia how they enjoyed it Mm. it sounded really lovely i wonder yeah what their take was what they thought was strange about it um but thank you so much chris for sharing that with us and actually if any of you are interested in Finding out more about Chris's adventures in China, I want to just offer his Instagram handle here, which is Chris Edwards underscore AU. Yeah, lovely. Chris has been in China for quite a number of years now. And we've had him on the show. We've had him on the show twice, right? Before, Mm -hmm. I think. But it was years ago. Yeah. 
Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I will. You know, I'll I'll link to those episodes too because the oh. one he came on the the, the 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 first time he came on the show, he was talking about he. I think he'd just gotten engaged or he was planning to ask, and it was the first time he was going to meet his in laws basically, and we gave him some advice on what he should take with him as gifts. Guess our advice worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, but that was one. Of, I think that was one of our first episodes. I remember I was recording in that very, in that little uh, office, well, little um, room that we eventually covered in egg boxes. Yes, the one with the refrigerator that we had to unplug every time we recorded. (laughs) And remember to plug back in. (laughs) (laughs) Memories. Okay, so Nora, do you have a word of the day for us? I do, and it's an obvious one for this episode. It is the word for wedding, which is hunli. So it's H-U-N, and that's the first tone, hun, and then li is the third tone. It's that crazy e sound, so it's L-I, third tone. So hun li, that means wedding. Lovely. Uh, so I, I will link to our dictionary in the show notes. You'll be able to play the audio, and you'll be able to see the characters, and um, also how to write as well. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. And just as a reminder, if you have a question about anything related to life in China then you can drop us a line at writtenchinese.com slash voicemail or we're on Facebook or you can just write us an email to support at writtenchinese.com or drop us a comment in the podcast notes, writtenchinese.com slash episode 143. Great. Well, this has been a, a nice a nice topic. Uh, I wonder what uh, next week will bring us. Hope you tune in uh, for, for another episode of The Two-Eyed Chicks in China. Bye. Bye. Bye.